Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wilford sets off upfield. He wants a speed to run onto it. He might be the quickest. Oh, he kicks. He kicks ahead. And now Corey Oates will come. Oh, Oates with the one-handed pickup. How about that? Asako in behind them. He's confused. He didn't know whether to kick or whether to run. He takes the lower option. Jermaine Asako will score. Wow. Here's Roberts. Oh, Roberts. Roberts runs straight around them. Down the wing. Comes back inside. This is a light trick. This is Jimmy the Jet. Hello Broncos fans, welcome to this week's episode of Broncos Weekly. As always, I'm Mitch and I'm joined on the line by our good friend Simo. How are you doing Simo? Yeah, not too bad. How about yourself? Riding high, mate. Like it's, I've forgotten how much a win. this winning thing? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> obviously fix everything, but fuck, it really lifts my spirits on the, like it sets a higher floor for my spirits for the week. You know, that's yeah. all it does. And uh, I'm still depressed with how much the game's been. It It is, mate. Depressed with how the game's been. But we'll start with this game. But before this game, there was like, there was a two-week period there of all this change and a lot of this shit about telling the players we've got to be tougher. A lot of garbage doesn't mean anything. A lot of jargon. You know, a lot of people, like a lot of change at the club. And it was, I had that worries like, God, is this, this can go one of two ways, right? Obviously, obviously the players either respond or they pack it in. And with the group we it have, just gets worse, yeah. yeah. With the group we have, you probably would have backed pack it in 60 40. Like they would have the favorite, they would have packed it in. <laughs> but yeah, they, t- they turned up, and I was like, thank God we might win some more games this season. I mean, yeah, like a, a strong backbone and standing up against adversity is not what this group's really known for um, over the last few years. So, yeah, yeah. it was obvious too, like they. Again, we've heard about all the leaks. It's a couple of weeks ago now, but even they'd had the the new head performance for a couple of days. And I don't know how much I like that change, but they had that one bad training and some player bitched, <laughs> like already had leaked it to Dobbo. <laughs> it's like, that's like, oh, fuck, here we go. But, you know, they, uh, they bounced back over the week. Uh, and we did obviously get trounced by South and Manly at Suncourt, but they returned to their usual Suncourt form and actually, form and actually beat the Sharks 26 18. Uh, tries to Alex Glenn. There's a thing that happened in 2021. Uh, Tessie, yeah. New, Ethan Bullmore, another Tessie New, and then Jesse Arthur sealed it. Uh, in uh, I saw someone, I saw the Career Mail call it our most important win in three years. And it sounds like a dumb statement, but it might actually be that just because of the timing of it. 
Well, there's only been four of them, so exactly. Well, I mean, but in three years, in three years though, like, you know, there's only three people from last yeah, year. Yeah. Before that, we made the finals, but like, it's really the Stags was back. It was great. Icons in, lots of change again. Lodge is gone. Lots of cattle. Pangai's out. Carrigan's out. Flegler's out. Like the other blokes got an opportunity, stood up, played well, and then you know potentially if we win this game, get some confidence, win another one or two games. All of a sudden, looking in like we wanted to in preseason, mate. If members talking about it, head into next season like the Titans were in this off season of you know one seven or eight games, and people all of a sudden want to go play there. So I feel like it was an important win. Hopefully we can capitalize on it. Yeah, another couple of wins finishing off this would be great. There's what eight weeks left. Yeah. I can't remember the full roster, but like say you could grab three more wins or something, you know, like you'd be feeling fairly good about that going into the off season. Yeah, well, we we spoke a number of weeks ago about this period coming up. Where like we could, you know, the winnable games we drew them out. We drew out Dragons was winnable, and we got thumped. We had Raiders winnable, and then we had Sharks winnable, Tigers winnable. Cowboys play, winnable. And I think we play Knights twice. We do, but the Knights have got... If they stay fully fit, they'll probably beat us. But, you know, we have Knights twice, Warriors, and the Sharks again. There's a number of winnable games in the run home, and we play the Tigers next week. I mean, Knights is probably the best of that lot. I don't really think there's any game you'll look at that and be like, no way the Broncos could win. Like, yeah. if, this, if the Storm's on the roster, on the schedule, you're like, no. Nah, like, that's a loss. You're not even looking at that game. Yeah, well, I, we've got Panthers later. They'll 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 beat us, but we had the Roosters. Well, we can it's at Suncorp. Maybe we can beat the Roosters, but yeah, it doesn't look like we've gone through that hellish part of the season. It looks like that part of the year's finally gone. Yeah, I, a lot of the ones you mentioned there, I thought yeah, I thought you'd listed them all. So no, I didn't, all right. yeah, I didn't realize about Panthers or whatever. But yeah, like most of those, I wouldn't be shocked if like you're not expecting to win most of them. But if you get a couple in there, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, that's it, mate. And on this game, like they're deaf like they didn't it's they won the game well, but before the game they still end up having to lose Matt Lodge during the week. We'll talk about that more after we talk about this game. We lost Matt Lodge during the week, Tom Fleggle was concussed in training. You know, another new halves combination. You know, had no idea how well they turn up, but on the day, like I thought if Haas can keep passing, like that was great, but I thought Haas was amazing. I thought Kennedy and uh, Kobe were great starting in the middle. Bullmore got off the bench. And even Keenan Palacia as a bench middle, I thought he was really good as well. I thought the forward pack was great. And again, we know the forward pack's always going to be great, but we got points <laughs> out of a uh, boy Tessie New off the back of it. It's great. That, um, that the second try we scored, mm. oh, I was just watching that again before. It's just such a nice looking try. Like, I, we've Broncos have scored nicer tries than that before, but like, I don't know. It feels like I've not seen a nice try like that in a while from the Broncos. A nice try that was like planned. That wasn't just like yeah. fell into the good player. Yeah. <laughs> like Alex Glenn's was basically like it bobbled around and popped up to Herbie who then like just offloaded. And I mean, even then Alex Glenn almost botched it. Like he was so close to that dead ball line. Um, yep. But it was just really nice to watch that, that testing new try. It was, and Tessie supporting back on the inside, like, oh my God, look at this. How what about, is happening? <laughs> how about this? And then his, his individual try, I mean, I've, people know I've been a believer of Tessie. I've been a believer of many players and been wrong on them. But that individual try was like, where I thought he'd be in a, as a center, they'd be able to stand his man up and go. Great little effort. Obviously, um, probably should look at the big screen before <laughs> before Ronaldo <laughs> called him. But 
the total difference between like him and Asako is like in that same situation, if Asako got grabbed by Ronaldo, you just know he drops the ball. Like, Roughly, yeah. yeah. And I thought he was quite good throughout. But I, I do think like the last number of years, we've gone through all these forwards that like, we've gone through. We had like, you know, Joe O, Josh Maguire, Matt Lodge. Uh, we've still got Tom Flegler. still got Pat Carrigan. Uh, who else? That's five of them. Plus, they have Payne Haas. But those five guys are all pretty much cut from the same mold. They're all guys who, like, yeah, they can get you 150 meters or 14 carries. They might make 20 odd tackles, but they're all like the same guy. Like, none of them's a really particularly dynamic ball runner. None of them actually hits hard in defense. None of them do anything off the ball. And the massive difference when we brought in Kobe and Reese into this lineup, and Reese Kennedy should have been in the team all season. I know it was a good win, but a couple of the decisions in this team, Kevy has to own them as well. Like firing the players up, was like, mate, you know, Kennedy, to start of the year, he's been a different player. He should have been in the team all season, but him and Kobe really drove the line speed and hit with intent, intent in that first 10, 20 minutes. And then when Ethan Bullmore score came off the bench, he scored a forward try. We haven't scored in fucking forever like that. We've had, you know, Payne Haas and other guys barge over, but he did the same thing with Brody Croft. He did it. And he did like, he ran off Brody's inside shoulder. And this one, he did it. He went into the fucking line in a pair. Like every, every other competitive team in the comp has a couple of forwards who can do this. We haven't had them. We have all these one out runners. We had, like I said, these big meter eaters. And finally, Haas goes to the line. Bullmore goes with him. And what a shock. If someone goes to the line with Payne Haas, he can ball play. We haven't fucking seen someone go to the line with him. So who knew if he could, couldn't do He couldn't be able to do it for years, maybe. But that was a difference. Like guys like Bullmore, Kennedy, and Kobe all bring different things to the game. And I think Kobe's good around the goal line, too. But yeah, this is it. We don't need to pay anymore. Payne Haas is so good in the middle. Even though a lot of those guys will go to other clubs and succeed and, and they'll do their role there. We don't need any of those guys anymore. We don't need a new generation. We don't need Carrigan or Flegler for Christ's sake and they're both here. <laughs> they'll come back here. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like, Payne Haas is so hard to stop as well. You see when he goes to the line, like, everyone's worried about him. Yeah. So then Baltimore gets basically a one-on... Well, yeah, it was one-on-one. And yeah. you're not going to stop somebody like that Yeah, a meter out. But then, like, also, the game has, like, four seconds left before full-time. Mm. And Payne Haas is tracking the whole way back and then is there to smack the ball out the dead ball line. Like we're up by eight points. You could give them a try and you're still not losing the game. But even still, he's back there and doing the job of a fullback. Yeah, right. that's it. And uh, James Graham, like almost creamed his pants in the post match because that's just James Graham's dream is doing what Payne Haas did in that instance. Uh, but yeah, he, he was good there. Palacy was good off the bench too. And I thought Jordan Ricky only played 21 minutes, but you mentioned Payne Haas's chase back. Ricky was there too. And Ricky was on the cover when they when Tyson Gamble forced the mistake from Ramian. And I think that's one good thing that we'll, we'll get out of this year. I know a lot of the dropping hasn't been great, but guys like Ricky, you know, probably could have got a free run in the past. Say if he started on the, in, on the right edge for Seabold round one last year, he would never have got dropped. He's come back in and played hungry in his 20 minutes, you know, and, and that, we yeah. saw that, which, which was good to see, you know, I thought Rabadi was good as well, but yeah, just, um, it's nice to see some dynamic players and different options in that pack again, finally. Like, I mean, I can't believe Reese Kennedy's good. What happened? <laughs> I had, um, on Tyson Gamble, like he's one I just really wish was way better just because I really like him being in the team. Yes. Like, 
I'd like in an absolute perfect world, it would be like him in that 2006 Broncos side, you know, like Darren Lockie is running the team. Everyone else yeah. is like the best in their position. And, he, and it's like this guy here to just like smack fools and get in their face. <laughs> he's awesome. Hey, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, and he probably aware of himself. He's his talent hasn't got the ceiling of pretty much anyone else in the roster. He's, but he tries not, harder. Yeah, not particularly quick, you know, not particularly a great passer, not really quick off the mark. Like when he runs the ball to the line, it doesn't look like he's even going to like break the line or anything. But fuck, like he's just one of those. I'm so glad they re-signed him. They re-signed him for two years. But that's exactly the type of guy you want to be the fill-in half. Yeah. Like, you Like if you get five games a year from him and he comes in and it's just all effort. Yeah. And he's intense and whatever. Because like, yeah, of course, if you say next year you lose Adam Reynolds, of course you'd love to have Adam Reynolds replacing Adam Reynolds. No one has two halves of that quality. So it's great to have a guy like Gamble who can come in and yeah, you know, frustrate his opponent enough as a half and get them off their game. And like, he did that in this one, he, a couple of times he did it. And I've heard that like, he just does not stop. Like even when they were losing, he's give every time he tackles someone, he's given it to them. And I love that. We haven't had yeah, a player like for a long time. Great. So juicy. And that's like, I see some people, a fair few people are like, man, he's a product of being a half in like this generation where like, you know, people, uh, someone couldn't just punch him in the face. But I don't really think like if he played twenty years ago, he would care because he's bigger than most of the people on the yeah. field. Like he's not small. But people forgetting he's like six foot three. He's like, like he's a, yeah, he's huge. He's, he's bigger than most second rowers. Like probably most props are the only people that are really yeah. bigger than him. Yeah, he's not a product of this generation. He's not the same one as like a, as a Josh Reynolds was, for example. Because he's not that level of pest. He's actually hurting people often as well. He puts hits on Tyson Gamble does. He's doing it because he's big. He can because he's bigger than them as well. Yeah. Because he does it in Queensland Cup too, right? And you can hear him doing it on the microphone in Queensland Cup. People will punch you in Queensland Cup, mate. <laughs> okay. Like, There's no you. cameras there or not as yeah. many cameras. Like. They'll punch you. Okay. They will. Uh, that's it. He just, but as you said, I think he does it more of the sake that he knows he can back it up a bit more than he can yeah. get away with it kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I just said I wish he was better. Like I wish he was just a little bit better. Like he's perfectly fine for that depth half role, and uh, and he's being this year. He's exactly the kind of guy we needed for the back end of the season. He's he, we said when he came in, mate, he just fit in perfectly. He just like does his job. He's really intense, and that's what we need him to bring that energy. And he can't be that intense every week. We've seen some weeks that he's not as as crazy, but it's good when it's there. Yeah, but you can like a game like this where you can guarantee like Broncos are in the game and like yeah. there's an actual contest. He's definitely going to be there and fire up for that. Like, yeah, you're not going to be that intense when it's like 50 points put on you by the storm, you know? Yeah, 100%, mate. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought like that guy, in that guy, we got unlucky. That Tony Staggs, first he got the same back and he played, he didn't play like he'd been missing time, which is good to see. But that, that miss on him getting dragged down into the next set, being that forward pass try, I was ready to. Like, I just thought they were going to lose by forty at that point because that felt like very much what the last two seasons was for us. That obviously we don't get ripped off by the referees often, but with those calls, just don't go for bad teams, you know. And like that stags on getting missed. I don't know how it got missed, and then the forward pass happened. And thank God the bunker invented a rule. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I was going to talk about this because. Yeah, I don't think that really should have been pulled back by the bunker as far as like it was just a forward pass. Yeah. It was just eight meters forward. <laughs> but like 
I don't think I've ever seen somebody knock it on into themselves. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't exactly like. He's. It, they were trying to do that thing about like you know when you um go to score, you have to regain the ball. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's 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 dropped it into himself. It was like, oh, okay. It's like you can just imagine like in the bunker they watch that and they're like. We can't give that, can we? Like, you know, yeah. it's it's gone so far forward. But then you're like, what do we say? No, he's he's definitely watched it first. He's like, fuck. What are, Why we, me? What are we? What are we doing? What's going on? What we have to give this? And then he's caught a replay and gone, fucking, hang on a second. Has it's he like, bobbled this? Like something I can put that yeah. on because it was a really late review as well. It was like, you know, 50, 60 seconds later. It felt like. So he's definitely like, after like three replays. He's gone, hang on. Is he? He's fucking. He's he's bobbled that. Can I? Can I fucking? Can I do this? Yeah, he's like, I can. I can review this, right? Then he reviews it, like, and that's one of those ones. Everybody was like, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Like he made a rule up, but yeah, fair enough. You can't be like, what? Like, what's Touchy doing though? Because Touchy's right there, and it's always the worst for like the whole. All everyone else stopped. Yeah, the whole field stopped. Like. Tom Brady throws less forward passes yeah. than that one. It, it was such a forward pass that I wasn't sure he was going to run it over. <laughs> you know, like he might have stopped. But he just kicked it into the grandstand <laughs> yeah. or something. We're like, yeah, good game, fellas. Like, yeah, they, they, yeah, that was it. But yeah, that was terrible. But luckily we got that call back because I do think that would have ended the game. That would have definitely ended the game right there. Got that call back and we bounced back from that. And then the other one that I was worried about, which led to the Tyson Gamble thing, was another... Another classic Broncos thing was like the last couple of years, it's like dropping a try and they're conceding the set right after it. Yeah. And we dropped that try. Turpin dropped that try. Reese Kennedy showing he can offload again. The weirdest thing ever, but he's good now. Great line speed, great offload. Turpin dropping it while falling with no one touching him. Uh, like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then they quick tapped it. And then, yeah, thankfully, like... That was the other good sign of all the boys chased. Ricky was there as well. Gamble did. They forced a mistake. But both of those two moments, my brain instantly went, we've lost. <laughs> when they happened, but they went our way for once. I thought there was some pretty good times too with like defense scrambling a bit there more was. than it has in the past. Oh, 100%. Like that that break and then the try there when like, again, Ricky and other guys are back too. A couple of times, we actually defended our goal line in this game and a couple of occasions on the back of their line breaks, all of a sudden, our players were there. I'm so used to seeing nobody getting back. Yeah. On, on like, goal line defense. It was there, I think, their first try where they put the kick in and then Sean Johnson, like, went to play for it. Like, I thought that one was more, like, if they had have given the forward pass one and then not that one, it would have been, like, fair enough on both because I just, like, he pretty much, he's, like, in the vicinity of the ball and he goes to play at it and then pulls yeah. out. That's what same same thing for me, mate. He it's not that he was just standing at marker. It's that he in the action of putting his arm down to, to score the ball right, every Bronco would stop. Therefore, yeah. he's influenced the play. You know, like he was being involved. It's not like just passive offside. He's just standing there doing nothing. Yeah, yeah that's it. And uh, like you know, he might have had a situation that he could have got there earlier, stood but to place it there, no Bronco chase, and then waited for another shark, Sharks guy to put it down. Who knows? But I also agree with that. Just, um, yeah, I wasn't too aggrieved by it, but I thought, you know, they probably shouldn't give that try. But uh, in that game, it was one thing. They didn't seem to give many penalties away, which is all right. It helped us. I think Reese Kennedy was like asleep on the ruck, which is which was good. <laughs> we needed that. But that was all part of the defense being better, mate. Like they just, 
played to the rules a bit better in, in, in the whole game. And yeah, I'm just, just so fucking happy to get a win. And like, and so like outside of Croft and Gamble and Gamble was good. It was pretty much the best team we've named all year because the one to five, I was finally like, yeah, this is probably the best one to five. Yeah. You know, that was it. And it, yeah. Like um, Tessie at fullback. I don't know if that's his spot to have. Look, I'm not going to guarantee him on the back of two games that you're, he's a fullback of the future. But it's just good to see some signs from him over a couple of fixtures there. And like, you know, Jermaine had more hairy moments. Tessie had a couple as well, but Tessie's recovered from them a bit better. Oates on the wing for yardage. We just need that. And um, Osako, I'm not sold on as a winger like many of our fans aren't. But I also don't think playing Cobos the answer right now. He's just a bit underweight. Getting get developed in Queensland Cup. And then maybe Coates comes back, but I don't care. He's not playing that well anyway. Yeah, I just... Asako seems like the kind, like you said, no, like Tessie recovers faster. Asako seems super. Oates was like this in the past, where like if yeah. he starts bad, he just like is kind of like that's his game. Like he struggles to recover from that within a game. Yeah. Um, probably the only exception to that is that game where who was it? Braith. Was it Braith and Nasta wanted him like hooked at halftime and then he yeah. came back and scored like eight tries in the second yeah. half. But like it just seems a lot where like if he if he starts bad, he just kind of he finds it hard to recover from that. Yeah, and Tessie batted like four or five uh of the balls dead. I'm not saying it's great he batted them dead, but he was quite out of position on a few of them. And I was more impressed that like he still got there first. Cause they, you know, you've got to learn at fullback somewhere. You're gonna get caught out. You are, but Sometimes and it, it it happened with Jermaine as well. He just stopped running. It's like, oh, you're just not gonna chase. <laughs> you just kick. wanted Darius. <laughs> it's like, oh, so they kicked where you weren't. You're like, well, fuck it, they're gonna beat me there. It's like, you're okay. Whereas Tessie's actually got to a few of them first doing that, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, just happy. Katoni played well. I thought I, I do like want to see him at six before the end of the season if that's the long term plan. But yeah, I guess they're gonna take it easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a whole heap more for this game. Neither. They're about to move on. But yeah, mate, it was just good. Like, I'm just happy with like, that's all that thing though. All those things we said there, like Corey could have been in the team all season, Corey Oates. Bullmore and Kennedy, when they played, showed they should have been in the best 17. They Neither of them deserved anything deserved to get dropped. Those guys were great. Kobe showed he probably should have been upgraded at the start of the season. And we could talk about the players all we want, but those four things that, at least those four, let alone Tessie and Asako, are Kevy's mistakes that he's got to own a bit as well. You know, he keeps talking about the players and they've got to be winning, they've got to win, they've got to be tough, all that kind of shit. It's like, mate, you've got to be better as well. And that's that's part of it, right? Yeah. Do love seeing Kobe hit hard as well, but that's um, that's refreshing. I don't want Pat Carrigan back, Simo. <laughs> like, he's coming back. but Can we, like, organise some, like players party where they all get together in like a COVID yeah. hotspot. <laughs> it, it kills me, man. Every time they announce a new signing or a re-signing, they always put this like similar paragraph in as like, you know, this player joins XXX in re- re-signing and future and long-term Broncos, you know, it's, and then it says like Pat Carrigan and Tom Flegler or whatever. And it kills me every time it's like long-term Broncos, Pat Carrigan and Tom Flegler. I'm like, can you just get him out of the press at least? Let me forget Pat Carrigan exists for the year. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, we'll move on. Lots of movement in the last couple of weeks. I guess we kind of spoke about Cape Boyle already, but we may as well say Cape Boyle confirmed for three years. We're pretty happy with that, right? 
I'm not unhappy. Like, I still think it's buying high. I don't like. I agree. Yeah. But we are we. I've said my thoughts on that before. They're not really different. But you know, it's not the worst thing. It's not, and I know it's buying <laughs> high, but it's like out of all. The Broncos season right and recruitment season right now is like jazz. It's like the signings we don't make, you've got to pay attention to, right? And it's like, <laughs> and out of all the people we've been offered over the last, you know, two or three months, you've heard all the names like Sua, you've heard um, Dane Gagai, Blake Ferguson, Aaron fucking Woods. And we didn't sign them. Yeah, out of all them, and then Kurt Capewell. It's like, okay, that's the, like, that's the guy I wanted out of this, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll take I, that one. Of those know? five you just mentioned, he is the best football player. Yeah, so like, I'll take that, and it's um, it's what? I'll take that. Three years is fine. I do think he has potential to move to the middle and play lock as well. But yeah, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the signing, especially if we lose Pangai, which we are at some point. So I'm good with that. Uh other news for re-signing wise, is that Cody Heddington re-signed for two years. They're also trying to re-sign Tessie New, which is good to me. Yep. I don't again, not going to guarantee New a starting spot, but you know, re-signing on decent value. Hopefully, uh, the big ones though, Matt Lodge finally gone. Give me, give me your take, Simo. I don't really care. Like, I'm happy. I'm like relief, huh? This is what we're wanting, so I don't care if he's gone now or if he went in the off season. It, he's gone, gone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah. I thought. I was just making sure. Yeah, um, yeah. He's gone. He's he's played for the Warriors this weekend, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't care. Like, if he plays this season, like he probably doesn't make our pack worse. You know, like he's he's not he's been playing well. But I also this this season's not anything to us. So if people are happy to pay for him, you know, out of it, mate. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um. I know the club said last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, oh, no, that's no one's leaving. I mean, that's what they should have been saying the whole time. Even if they were letting players leave, this is how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to say no one's going anywhere. Like, come on. And then and instead of going into the media and going, look, you can have anybody. Anyone can have everyone, anyone they want. It's an open door. Mate. Come in. Have a, The Broncos roster is a buffet. You take whoever you want and we'll let them go. You don't say that. So yeah. they've done, they put that line up and then Lodge and Pango might be going to the dogs soon still. Who cares <laughs> if that happens at this point? But the Lodge one, it's like they let him go because obviously the Warriors finally agreed to the terms that Brisbane wanted. And we don't know the exact value we're paying. It's rumors between four to 500K a year for the next two years to get rid of him. But the main thing is they got off the entire last year of that deal, which is like 850K. And I know it seems like a long way away in three years, but like, Thank Christ they got that full thing off. And the next two years, you know, they can get a better play for 400K. The sat like the small salary correction and the salary cap, but like the 6% drop has made everyone pay way less for players now. So that, that's a good yeah. one. And, and just one of those things, mate, as you said, he's had a good season on the field. They want him gone for off the field reasons anyway. But it's just like, like we've said this slightly, I couldn't give a fuck about losing the guys who've been here long enough outside of like three or four players. I couldn't give a fuck who left. Get rid of him. All the guys that have been around forever and didn't achieve shit here. Gone. And if he plays what the Warriors, I couldn't give two shits. <laughs> you know? And again, we saw on the weekend, we didn't miss him. Like, okay, the meters are gone, but the sluggishness and defense isn't gone. And again, he's a run out, one out runner who also thinks he can create, but it's terrible. <laughs> you know, and he offloads for no reason or throws passes he can't throw. I'm glad, I'm glad he's gone. 
Uh, we won't really bother talking about Pango. That'll happen again soon, but everyone knows to come to term with it, terms with it. Uh, Milford, though, I think we all knew this was happening, but for some reason, needed confirmation. Confirmed he's gone next year. Confirmed club didn't offer a contract. How are you feeling? Sad. I, end, of, end of an era. Yeah. We had a we had a breakup early this season. Like everyone knows, you did. Me. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't have it. Well, I had mine. We um. This is a podcast that's believed in Anthony Milford for too long. I finally jumped off the off the ship this season, the start of the year. I uh, like in my like head. I know it'll be better for the the Broncos, mm. but in my heart, there was like so like just literal years of like hope and belief in Anthony Milford. Yeah. I let it, I let it go, mate. Like I hope he goes well somewhere else. I don't even know where he'll go, but uh, I did like, that's with me. Like we spoke about in the podcast a while ago, or would you even take him on this as a bench utility for me? It's like, no, just get him the fuck out. Like get him out. We're done with him. It sucks. It never worked out. I hope he plays well elsewhere, but it just, they, he had so many chances to make it work now. Oh yeah, I I get that thinking. Yeah, so many and, chances to make it work. And like, oh, you've said this before too. Is like, I he should, he probably won't. He'll probably end up just playing Q Cup because he doesn't want to leave Brisbane. But yeah. he should just go to like Roosters and be like, let me play in your team for super cheap. Yeah. And then in a year's time, everyone's like, Anthony Milford's good again, and he'll get a big deal again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then again, disappoint that team. Even then, call up like, okay, call up the fucking Panthers and go. I'll take the Matt Burton role. Yeah. I'll be again. I'll be your first drop. I'll take 100k. I'll play reserve grade, and, and I'll play I'll, six games for you. Yeah, and I'll whatever. kill it because I'm in a good side. Exactly. He needs to hit that. Pick the phone up for yeah for the Storm. Got Meany. Should have been there. The Storm, the Roosters, or Panthers, he would want to resurrect his career. But I totally feel like someone like the Tigers will pay him too much money and he'll suck. Like, but, uh, yeah, seems, I don't know. seems likely. Yeah, I don't know what his future holds. But yeah, it, it is sad as any like it, it it has. And I know not a lot of the, the last couple of years like, hasn't really helped to succeed, but he's just bro- broken at Brisbane, mate. Like, It's just embarrassing how bad, how bad it's got. He just hasn't adapted to... And perhaps he hasn't been coached either. He hasn't adapted to the things he's lost in his athleticism at all. Yeah. And like in all of this, I get somebody might pay him 250 to be a bench utility and him be yeah. good. Yeah. But I also get that that wouldn't happen at Brisbane. I just yeah. want it. I just want it to happen at Brisbane. Shit. Isn't it funny, mate? A couple of years ago, there was a lot of chat about like him and Ash Taylor. Oh, I remember it was... Probably 16, 2016. Mm. And it was like Anthony Milford and Ben Hunt slash Ash Taylor, Queensland halves for the next 15 years. Yeah. The dynasty rolls on. <laughs> we win like 22 out of 24 series in a row. And it's just like, what are those? What is Ash Taylor and Anthony Milford doing now? The the funny thing is, mate, over that period since he's debuted at half, eight and a half for Brisbane, he still has the like the most meters for a half in the game, the most runs for a half in the game, the most tackle breaks, and the most offloads. It's fucked. Like just, even though he hasn't played so well, that's that's the clip he was going at so early. That, like, yeah, all of fifteen and six and the first half of sixteen. Yeah, was I'm sure you remember this too, but I remember like halfway through sixteen. We were like on this podcast, like Anthony Milford is the best bloody player in the world and no yeah. one's even close. Yeah. 
And I was like, why is he not stealing an Origin jersey? You know, like kind of shit then. My God. But it's just gone so poorly since then. And I think he's only second to Cody Walker in tries by a half since then. It might be, I think he is, or maybe Ben Hunt's just ahead of him as well. But he's still up there for that. It's just, yeah, it's gone so poorly. And I honestly don't know where the the success for him lies because cl- clubs give second chances to heaps of players. Like guys like Bryce Cartwright, right? I've got second chance contracts for like f- three or four years, but it's in positions that like you have to use heaps of them. Teams don't really like, we've seen, you know, when Aiden Caesar in his mid to late twenties hit that wall, he didn't get no second chance. He went to England, not the only yeah, one. Like if, Jackson Hastings went there, whatever. Like if you're a spine player, there's like, Team only needs one fullback. Team only needs yeah. one hooker. You need two halves. Like there's not, yeah. it's not like front rowers where you need two starting and three on the bench. Or, yeah, and know. then and like four for depth. Like that's it. Like I know teams like having depth halves, but a lot of it hasn't been very often. Clubs are actually well equipped that role, you know, and they've invested in that. So I have I have no fucking clue. For he'll probably get an NRL offer at some point. He has to. But, I think he'll get an offer, but I also wouldn't be surprised at all if he just played Q Cup for the rest of his career. I can't, I can't get my head around the idea of him going to England. Hey, I don't, I don't see him going to England. He got, he got like homesick in Canberra. Yeah, and there was like, oh man, I, I, there was all like these supposed agreements of like you know fly you back to your family every time there's half a day off or, yeah. and like fly your dad down and all this sort of stuff. Like I just, he just is like, he just seems different to a lot of other players in that he would rather just, like, I don't know him personally, but the impression I get is that he would rather play Q cup on bugger all money than go to England. Yeah. And I, and I think um, it's evident in his performance, to be honest, that, and that's, it happens. Rugby league is not the priority in his life. Yeah, it's evident that because he's never once had that one season that he's fully knuckled down on everything. You know, it just hasn't happened, and that's okay. That's who Anthony Wolf wants to be, and that's also like I genuinely believed his homesickness thing. We heard it before, but I genuinely believed his one. Lived with his family. It's hard to see him going to England. Maybe it happens because money is nice. You know. Yeah, because someone and someone offers like ridiculous marquee money. Yeah, and then he'd probably win Man of Steel because he can step a bunch of like overweight bakers. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, just it's I don't know. Like I'm always thinking like, does he end up with the Titans? But I also think he's kind of bottled that. Like he played so bad in his last couple of games. Like if he went to the market in preseason, he'd have got an okay deal next year. But he did the whole thing of backing himself to like you know have a better season, and it went the absolute other fucking way. <laughs> you know, like. Terrible. I, don't, I, I still can't see where he end up. I know Pete, like South might be one as a really cheap option. Even then, I don't really like the idea of Milford and Cody as a halves pairing. But I don't know. no, but he might be like the first drop there. Like, yeah. well, I, I mean, guess, they've got no halfback, so I guess it's going to depend how much like Demetrio liked him when he was up in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what happens? It's just yeah. Uh, and the last bit of news to answer, to answer questions. I'm still got a million questions. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but this is as good as any signing we've made so far. <laughs> Jaden Sewer looks like he's going <laughs> to the Dragons for three years. Uh, thank no Christ. Complaints. No complaints thank, at all. Oh, thank Christ. Uh, like so I've been, every time I got asked about it, I kept saying I don't think it's real because it it really felt like 
he'd wanted to come back to Brisbane, which it's been said. It was really like he was knocking on our door, but we weren't answering. It, we, it kept coming, but, kept, but the fact it wouldn't go away was like, if he's like, I just felt at some point we might just sign him. You know, like we if we lost on the weekend, for example, we might have fucking just signed him. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems Broncos. Yeah, but thank God. Like, and it's not that he's a bad player. And I do think he's a bad player, by the way, but it's not that. <laughs> it's that he's, he's, you know, he's not better than like Rabadi. He's just not. I don't care that he's played Origin. He's been around longer. So he's not making, he's getting kept out of first grade by Jacob Host. It's us. He's been dropped at our club before. Just because he played Origin doesn't mean all of a sudden he's a better player. He played Origin because he was a back rower in a good team for a year, and they just picked him. You know? There's lots of the bad players that have played Origin for yeah, Queensland. Like I mean, uh, I used to lose my mind. Like, again, Chris McQueen walked into Origin out of that South team, and I hated it. I hated he was in Origin, and like, it doesn't make him a better player because he played Origin. He's just who he is. So, so I can go to the Dragons with the other 15 former Broncos and keep stinking it up, but. I just, yeah, had no interest in bringing him back because he just fits that. They, he's 23 or 24, not better than the young players younger than him at our club and not better than Capewell. It's like, and not capable of playing in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. Thank God. That that was a great signing. Anyway, uh, I think that's all the news. Let's, let's do some questions, Simo. Yep. Righto. On Facebook from Adric, he said, if Broncos were caught having a party, who would be found hiding under the bed? Jesus. Well, it's the... the the playing groups changed quite a lot, but definitely the dumbass playing group we had last year would have done this. Like they would have definitely <laughs> done this party. Uh, who? Yeah, well, the I mean, we had didn't we have like a couple of COVID things last year? Like Pango yeah. went to the barber shop and that. The but we had like, but we had like those things where they broke the NRL bubble but didn't break Queensland law. And I get yeah, why they're kind yeah, of confused because yeah. the NRL communications were pretty poor and that sort of that stuff. But it 100 percent Matt Lodge be under the bed. Like, because he would have still been there. But last year, like we have, you know, we had Jack Bird in our roster last year as well. It's Pangai could have done it. You know, there's a lot of guys here could have been involved in that type of party. And I'm like, Oreo would have done something dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's running? Who's running away? I wonder. Corey Oates. Corey Oates. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely uh, leaving his wallet, mate. He <laughs> he might have left everything. His clothes, everything. From Jesse, who will be the next captain? And do you think we need an old head forward like Woods or Vaughn? Not Woods. I mean, old head Vaughn, he's about 14 mentally. So, <laughs> no. Like, there's a mil- every every person who's worked at a club with him has a story about poor Vaughn that, like, it's, may they or may not be share. true, but they don't shit. They're not great. And again, when he got punted, the dragon said, well, actually, here's the list of things he's done. Yeah. Paul Vaughan, and even like one of the other things is like, you know, he's like 30, 31, played for his club and country, isn't in like the leadership group of like, the leadership group is like 10 players these days, hasn't made that. And the way, I don't know if you guys read the story about like how the bit of leaks about how it all came about, like the club, they said after the game, one of the players asked Anthony Griffin and in, in whatever, they're after the game in the, in the sheds, they won, they felt they want to celebrate it. They asked if they could go back to like the stadium, like Cogra or whatever, or go there, have beers there and then go home. And they thought, well, you know, we're allowed to train there. Surely we're allowed to meet up and have beers there. And then like Griffin explains like, no, you guys, you can't do that. Like, because you're not allowed in the restrictions by the NRL, you're not allowed to get cabs, Ubers, trains, you know, they're not allowed to do that. So no, you can't do that. And I'm running anyway. So they buy by the state law from there. 
they get told they can't do that. And then Griffin's like, we'll play by the rules. We'll celebrate it, that win, you know, in a week when we can. Because, you know, lockdown's supposed to be over in like a week, you know? Yeah, yeah. And immediately Paul Vaughn's texting other players. What a dumbass. Dickhead. <laughs> and again, uh. it's, again, he wasn't breaking. I think that's a lot of part that's been lost in this. He was breaking the actual law. Not yeah, not club, just like the NRL rules. Like the NRL rules are probably stronger than mm. what the state rules are because you've yeah. got a massive competition that the whole of like half of Australia watches. Yeah. So that, yeah, they're going to have stronger rules, but like then to actually go be breaking the actual state laws as well. Yeah, you're fucking idiots. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's some boom rookies, but like those guys have a lot of privilege this year. Absolute fuckwits doing that. All of them. Um, and again, not a shock that it was like not one of their leadership group players was in that group. Leadership group is probably like 25 people. And it's like the main thing they bring up at every meeting is like, how do we deal with these five dumbasses yeah. over here? Yeah. So they fuck Paul Vaughn. Cost himself like half a million bucks. Eat it. Or more than that. Who knows? Um, and then the wood one you mentioned. So I do think there's a space in our roster for a certain type of veteran. Like I wouldn't be against a, like a Ryan James, right? Who might cost us 200, 250, come up there, not exactly be an every week starter, just be in the roster, wants to live in Southeast Queensland. I think that's the type of sign we need to make. Woods has value for an NRL club at his at what he gives for 200K a week, zero year. He has value at an NRL club. He has not got value at the Brisbane Broncos. We have enough. Like, again, he is just like Pat Carrigan is Franklin, yeah, Aaron that, Woods. That mold of Ford you were talking about before, where they'll yeah. give 150 meters off 15 hit ups and make 20 tackles. Yeah. That's Aaron Woods. Yes. We just got rid of heaps of those guys. There's some clubs that could use him right now, right? We're not one of them because we still have a lot of those guys who can get your meters, but plot on defense and have, take a nap at A gap. Like, we don't need Woods. And as we know, everybody's getting linked to us now because agents want their players linked to us but the, it came out oh Broncos looking at Aaron Woods and the story was like the Broncos may be looking for a lodge replacement <laughs> it's like okay and Woods might be on the list it's like well yeah he's on the list of props he is on a list of props that's for sure <laughs> I hope that, that one can't happen I hope not, he is but... on a list of current National Rugby League players yeah uh-huh. and I know Dale Finucane's another popular one too but I'm also starting to think like I don't know if we should be spending 600k on him Someone else can do that. Um, someone asked here. I, I can't find it now. But someone asked how much we'd spend on Aaron on Dale Finucan. I don't know. I feel like again, I'd be happy to sign him, but uh, but I just also get to that point now. So I'm not sure if he, that's the right signing for us at this point. Um, right. From Jesse again, he said. Do you see Branko Lee actually making the starting side next year? If so, what position could Gamble become a 13? I think people are mixing up like Gamble's aggression and stuff with him turning into a forward, but I don't think he's particularly good enough at many things to be a, a good 13 either. Like he tries hard, but like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think if Branko makes a starting lineup, he'll be the right center. Like Stags will play six. And I, I think that'd be their plan right now. If you ask them what their plan for Branko is, he's the right center next year. Uh, from Daniel, he said, "What are your opinions on the reason behind all the blowouts this year?" Who, who, Daniel? Who asked me that? Daniel Gauchi. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not answering oh, it. Go. Okay. You if did, you, what was the? 
because you, you did a Boom Rookies podcast on this, but it was a bit go. I forget the name of the episode. Yeah, there's a there's two episodes about it. There's like round four of this season. We did an episode, and I can't find what episode it's called. But yeah, I'm not going over again intentionally because round four of this year we did a um a a, a a podcast on Boom Rookies. The other one I'm on about the rule changes almost entirely. Uh, and also NRL Physio came on and spoke about it as well. And it's on there almost every week. But this week again, we went over it again and I went through all the stats and stuff. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. I don't know if you want to talk about it, Simo, but yeah, I'm not doing it. No, I don't want to talk about it. I was, I was, I don't know the name of the episodes. Yeah, Um, neither. I don't, I know the names. (laughs) But but I was just going to say like, those were good episodes that actually like went into a lot of like historical stats on some of the teams and that. Yeah, okay. I think it's called cool. so it's the weekly wrap and it's is it the Heinz Hammer or the Trell Pie? One of those two around that time. Uh yeah, I'm thinking I don't know, one of those two episodes. Um but that's yeah, like the numbers are worse than the history of the game. And I think all time still isn't fully hitting people properly in their head, but it's like they're worse than again. We like we always joke about plumbers and bakers and shit playing sport. They are worse than when professional athletes played against literal plumbers and bakers. You know, they're worse than the time that there was a team. There was a there was one team in the league that had Dave Brown who scored thirty eight tries in a season and it was like a fifteen game season. There was that team. There was another team that were the only amateur team left, University, who didn't have a home ground for twenty fucking years. They didn't play at home once for twenty years. Their top ever club try scorer in the history of their club scored 23 tries, I believe. That team existed at the same time. And the blowouts are worse than them. So yep. yeah. <laughs> like it's not good. Um, from Stuart, any chance of signing for Nukin? I don't think so. I think the I feel like it's one of those guys that like, I think we spoke about him for like three years, right? We want him at Brisbane. And I think if we were at Brisbane ever going to get him, they needed to get him like when he was injured this year earlier in the season. He's come back and all of a sudden, finally the media's caught on to like clubs should be signing Dale Finucane. And now obviously he's linked to like half the clubs in Sydney. I think someone will pay him too much money. Yep. Uh, from Johnny, who should the club sign next and who should we move on? Uh, sign next. I mean, so what they've got to do now, I think I'm actually kind of happy with the roster for next season. It's not a great, it's not a finished roster, but it's got rid of a lot of the garbage, you know, so for me, they've got to re-sign Tessie, obviously. Uh, and then from there, it's like, I really just wait till like November. Honestly, like I wait to November and then you get to talk to Caelan Ponger for fullback, but also you get to talk to Brandon Smith. You get to talk to Harry Grant. You get to talk to Hap- Apisai Corusau and Reid Marnie. We need a hooker. Yeah, just, so, just wait then. Have a that, chat. That's it. Like, who would I get rid of? Tom Flegler or, you know, or Pat Carrigan. That's what I get rid of. Uh, from Weston, do you think we should keep Stags in the centers next year rather than the halves? We look so good in attack with him there, and I'm worried we'll miss that. Uh, I've always wanted to keep him there, but they haven't signed a six, and it's not they're going to. So, yeah. And the, the thing, like, you know, maybe it's the safety valve is now Tyson Gamble, but I would have loved to see him try and get Sean Johnson or even I still like the idea of it. And you don't have to guarantee him a start, but like Aiden Caesar still hasn't got much interest back over here. And I know he's wanted to come home. It looks like he might join Leeds, but it's like, you know, bring him over and you can start round one with Stags, but it's good to have someone if Stags fails after like 10 games at 5-8 to who you can rely on. Yeah. 
uh, from Manny, is holding on to Alex Glenn for the sake of experience slash leadership necessary given our relatively young pack? Does he still offer enough or do you think it'll end with his paying pension to an underperforming senior player and hoping they retire? A la, sorry, Darius. I'm inclined to keep him on the edge rotation, but not as captain. Keen to hear your thoughts, especially with Capel inbound next year. No, get rid of him. I mean, Glenn was the one, one for a long time I wanted to keep at Brisbane, but the last like, three years I've been ready for him to go. And like the word is like, you know, what is it? Before Darius is going to retire, the word is he'd pretty much sign with Penrith. And then he changed his mind because like he was going to become the captain before Darius left captaincy. And Matt, he'd be much happier by that if he went to Penrith. He could have just been like, you know, another version of Kurt Capewell with Liam Martin study. He'd just come off the bench and play 30 minutes a week and winning games. <laughs> but he chose this path. But now nah, he's been pretty cooked for the last two years. And I hope they don't re-sign him. I mean, he's been a, a good seven for a long time, but we're supposed to be able to bullet those guys. We won't be giving him a pension payout, though. They've only been giving him one-year deals for like for ages. So I hope he goes. And that, that thing about the young, the young pack, at what point, do they stop being a young pack? We've been saying that forever. Yeah, I get that. But also we keep like losing people and then having to bring the next young person on. I know, I know that, but it's like, so say next season, you know, say, okay, we'll start with forward pack next, no more signings next year, right? Payne Haas is one of the props. We know that. Pat Carrigan is most likely the one of the other ones in the middle rotation, you know? Pat Carrigan will be 24. He'll only have 46 games under his belt, but he'll be 24, right, at that point. He'd been around the game for a while. Injury cost him less than that. Uh, Payne Haas will be 22, which is young, but he'll have, like, 60 games. He'll have seven origins, and he'll have games for Australia. I don't give a fuck how young they are. That's experience already. That's enough. You know, Kurt Cahill will be on the edge. Yeah. Hasn't got 100 games. Probably, I think it'll be about 100 games at the end of the season, but he'll be, what, 28 next year. Other edge might be Rabadi. Again, that's a young guy, whatever. And then Tom Flegg has been around forever too. Yes, young, been around long enough. You know, he's played 50-odd games as well. And then if you, if Kobe plays lock, maybe he's a lock. I don't know. But also Kobe ain't young. He, like, he's 22, but he'll be 23 next year. They're not babies anymore. Like 23, 24 is like when your prime is in the NRL, you know, as a forward generally. So, yeah, it's not the same as a couple of years ago when we were looking at a whole bunch of children. And I know we're getting rid of um, Pangai, who'd be 26 at the time, but I just um, I don't buy into like needing to hang on to Glenn because he's old. I also don't buy into like the fact that he's a really good veteran presence because like we've been talking about the last couple of years, and whilst he was the best alternative captain, we spoke about for the last like five years how we haven't had a, any leaders. Yeah. Just because he's the best of a bad group of leaders doesn't mean he's a good leader. He's like... We've complained for years that like he he doesn't actually offer anything on the field. Yeah, and if he's there because he's like a good leader and he's like good at training, it's like well he can do that without being on the team. Like he can, but I mean like half an hour ago we were having a joke that we were shocked that he managed to score a try and even then he almost buggered it up. Like yeah, he's not been like the last time he probably ran over a half by running a hard line was like two thousand and. 13 or something. He like, dragged down one-on-one so many times. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then you look at like even guys like Reese Kennedy, right? I always He should be the third middle on the bench pretty much always. He'll be 27 next year. That's an experienced man. Uh, we have him. Bullimore will be like 22. Again, not that actual young. And I think if we keep Asiata, I think he's like 27, 28. Like a lot of guys with a lot of years in first grade under their belt at that point, you know? Like it's not like a couple of years ago and it was like, you know, Fafita and Haas were 
literally 18. You know, like yeah. it's not like that. And and that's the same time we had the other guys in the pack who are also all under 20. Those guys are no longer like that. From GC, uh, what's the real reason Matt Lodge left? <laughs> real is capitalized. I mean, you know, what do you mean? What's the real reason? I think he's obviously think he's a flog. Like that's obvious, right? Yeah. Like I think every, like everybody knows that, right? He's obviously obviously they didn't want him for outside of off the field purposes. Sorry, on the field purposes. Uh, from Vince. Hey guys, how good was the last game? And did you guys love seeing all the players going the extra mile for once? P.S. I'm sick of hearing Broncos fans suggesting we sign Paul Vaughan just clueless. Well, see, I haven't heard any of that shit. There must be Facebook stuff. Yeah, I haven't been on Facebook. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, it's been. I remember Chris Gary came on the podcast two years ago and spoke about it again about the wrong type. Of, we had good players with the wrong type of people as a group. Yeah, Paul Vaughan again can be a good signing at many a club, not at our club. <laughs> um, and lastly, on Facebook from SJ, Nota Woods and James. Surely we go all out for Finucane. Um Probably the end of it. We've talked about. Yeah, I mean. Finucane. I don't know. Like again, I'd, I'd be happy with Fanukin as our starting thirteen next year. I would be. Oh. But I'm just thinking, mate. Again, all out. It's like, can we sort the nine or the one out for once? We've seen that. We've seen already. We can compete with a pack of Payne Haas and me and you. We might, yeah. you know, we'll go. We'll go. Okay, Payne will do most of the work. We can compete with that pack. And we've seen. Other Ford packs go really good with like one or two really stand. Like the Cowboys mm-hmm. played some really good football when they had a not amazing Ford pack and Tamalolo. Yes, they so did just fine. It's not that you need to get four absolutely five star forwards in your Ford pack to compete. And we had that at one point, but we also had the other good players. So we liked it when we still had, you know, Hunt yeah. and Milford and when Darius wasn't cooked, it was nice. Then we lost those guys and it sucked that we spent all our money on forwards and we just had them. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you can go back to 2006 when 15 of your starting 17 players were all Queensland sides. And it's like, yeah, your forward pack is absolutely stacked, but you yeah. also have Darren Lockyer and Justin Hodges or Carmichael Hunt playing fullback and like... <clears throat> completely different situation. Exactly. Right on Twitter from Jared underscore underscore S. Uh, what are we thinking about Iken so far? Small sample size, but he hasn't put a foot wrong so far. I think that's pretty much it, mate. Like it's hard to judge someone's full tenure in a, in obviously it's a small, small period, but everything so far he's done, I've liked. I've also found it funny. Um, he he obviously gave the signing news to Fox. Like Hooper broke the last two signings and. Again, everyone up, everyone who's Broncos fans knows James Hooper hasn't broken a Broncos signing like ever. He did that, he is and, now. Then, <laughs> and then like the day after, Pete Bedell just like had shots at Brisbane. It's like he was angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed that because I'm not a big fan of, of sneaky Pete. But uh, even though I don't like Hooper either, I just enjoyed seeing Pete angry. Um, but yeah, I just I think he's done all the right things so far, and what I've heard from within the club, it, it looks sounds good, but also just hurt the well, the few things I've heard him speak. It's like. It's you don't have to be the world's smartest rugby league brain to be a good recruitment manager. Again, at the Broncos, just don't be dumb. <laughs> like, don't be the guy. Like again, the worst thing Nolan was doing towards the end of it is we just kept letting players leave and for no reason, like no benefit to us. They just kept letting them all go. Is let guys go whenever they wanted to go and didn't get players back, money back, nothing. And that was one of my favorite signs of the first league of Icon was like, even though they are lodges gone, right? He just said, no one's going. 
you know, they're on contract. Yes. Stop letting everyone just walk out the fucking door. Like, Rolls was gone next year. We know that. But letting him walk with nobody coming in return this year was so fucking dumb. Didn't help us. This man uh, stupid. From Scooter underscore D9. How much of our cap will be taken up next year by players who won't be at the club? I think next year a lot of it's come back. Like I think like Lodge is still huge, but Birds is gone, Joe Offer and Garways is gone, Maccas is gone, Milford's obviously off his thing's gone. I think is isn't it just maybe Joe I might have some left actually. But I think it's just Lodge next year, which is fine. Like it's not great, but Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I'd rather have the four hundred K from for something else than have eight hundred K Matt Lodge. Uh also from Scooties. I've Read that we only have 300k left to spend on a veteran forward. Who do you guys think we'll go after? Well, I haven't read that, obviously, but at least they're not like, like again. I think Ryan James takes the buck, a busk, the box. Sorry, of like a bit. We all want someone better, you know, we want someone who's killing it for cheap. But a guy like, oh, you said under 300k for Ryan James, not going to break your salary cap and actual decent leader, actual like. Not a hard runner anymore now, but actual smart footy player. Always has been. Always had really good ruck control. Always ran lines around the ruck. Can can pass. You know, and maybe he's like the last guy on the bench or he doesn't even play every week, but that's fine. You know? Yep. Uh, Cameron Anchor. Glenn, uh, Glenn ran for over 100 metres on the weekend. It's a miracle, lads. <laughs> it was bizarre. He had his best game in a number of years. I thought I was just saying we don't want him, but yeah. Uh, from Stolzy31, apart from Gamble and Nui, who else would you sign from our off-contract list? Well, Gamble's done essentially, isn't he? So I guess that's that. I'm trying to think other on-contract. So Asiad is off-contract. and I'd I, go in for him. I'd like to keep him. I don't think he would cost us much, but we haven't really used him very well this year, I don't think. No, I but, yeah. Yeah, good signing. And then I think the rest of it, like Richie Kennan, nah, Milford, nah. I think Palace C is off contract, and again, I couldn't give a shit. Like, he was good off the bench this week, but whatever. That's I think that's it, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Stolzy was also the one that asked how much we'd spend on Fanukin that we talked yeah. about before. Okay, sweet. Uh, from Ars underscore Teta, what's your best Broncos lineup featuring only current ex Broncos in the NRL? Would be quite good considering half the Maroon squad had half the Maroon squad had them. It goes to show how bad our retention strategy has been. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're aware of how bad that's been. <laughs> um, I guess if you want to get the origin squad, there was like nine ex-Broncos in there. We got one of them back. We got Kurt Capewell back. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> you know? I mean, it also depends how far back you go because you like, Kalen Ponga was technically signed at the Broncos yeah, when he was, he was like 12. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, I'm trying to think. So, if we did it, Reese Walsh gets the fullback jersey. You won't do Ponga. Because they will do someone who at least like was in the first grade squad at some point. So Reese Walsh should be the fullback, right? Sam Walker. So would Sam Walker be the half? Yeah, I don't rate McCulloch. So Sam Walker halfback. Ben Hunt gets the nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gagai is on the in the back line. Uh, who else are we missing? Dave Fafita is obviously in the back row. Arrows in the in the middle. Tino was a Bronco, so you can have him in there somewhere. Uh, Frank Molo off the bench. Coates is a former Bronco on the wing. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the ex Broncos also do it going around the traps are quite overrated. Like all the ones the Dragons have, all of them bar Ben Hunt, they can keep them. You know, they can they can keep the oh, rest. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Walker and Walsh are the big losses. Obviously, we're aware of of the of the younger crop. Even still, who knows about Walker? I yet. mean, even still, mate. I mean, come on. Like I remember Ash Taylor broke my heart, and he broke my heart like when he re-signed. But pretty much like uh, you know, six months after he signed, it was like thank fucking god because like, he is not a good footballer. He's terrible. He's another one like yeah, again those guys don't get other shots. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to him next year. Uh, from they're playing with the same contract, right? They're competing for the same deal somewhere. Yeah. Uh, from Mono Brower, can we start investing in cloning technology to make a full pack of pain half? I mean, we've got a lot of Sunny <laughs> Bill Williams clones. If you ask <laughs> someone in particular, and. Uh, that hasn't worked out very well for us. So I'll just stick with the original Payne Haas and hope for the best. We've got a couple of good ones coming though, mate. We've got Xavier Willison and Xavier Vata, who are another couple of good front rowers. The Willison almost debuted this week, and I'm glad they didn't because, like, again, I'm, I'm just sick of throwing children in and hoping. Like, I like obviously, Rabadi were going in and playing well was great, but I didn't think throwing in another young prop was going to be the solution to our problems this weekend. Um, from Mert, oh, underscore Mert1. Whatever happened to Matt Parcell? I feel like he's fallen off the edge of the planet. Uh, Matt Parcell's over there in England, uh, doing his best, killing it, enjoying life, uh, not coming back here anytime soon. Resign he, long term. He's someone I always like admire in a way because he's like he's good at football, but he it's like just basically his nine to five job, and he just lives his best life. Like he could be in some great sides over here and be playing Origin and probably for Australia. I mean, but he's like, he just would rather be over there and travel around Europe and do like his thing, which isn't yeah, really happening but, too much with COVID. But, but not a dumbass in the sense of it either, though, right? He's not, he's, some of those guys who are in NRL now who don't take footy as a priority are still just like, oh, yeah, living in the suburb they came from and doing the same old shit and just loafing around. Like, yeah, Marcel's like, like doing cool shit. <laughs> he's, he's like, I can make money off this and like live in England and do stuff I want to do, yeah, travel true. around and like, but. Yeah, it's not like he just grew up and like it's his the his dream that he always had or whatever. And I just yeah. I just appreciate that like someone can use their talents and just like actually do things they want to do with life. Yeah, exactly. Uh also from Mert, uh question and potential title for this week's episode. What are you boys liking about Icon? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I've wrote a title like that already, like an icon or something. Taking a uh, like an icon, I think I did already. I, I haven't even thought about episode titles. You've been doing a lot of the editing lately. Yeah. Buddha used to get messages once a week from me. I'm like, Buddha, I, I need a title. <laughs> I need a title for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think we discussed that already. Just, I've been impressed so far, but I think the long run, we'll see, we'll see the, the impact he makes. Dodging the shit signings of every player being offered to us so far is a big thumbs up, though. And not signing Isaac Moses, guys. That's another reason why I don't want a lot of those guys. Woods, yeah. Moses guy, Sua, Moses guy. Don't want him. Like, Hodgson. In, in essence, like, it's not hard to not sign bad players. Like, you can sit there and be like, they're not a great player. We don't want to sign them. But that's also been, like, almost impossible for us to do up until this point. Yeah, like, the, you know, they don't kill the roster, but Dale Copley signing, useless. Mead has proven he was worth signing, you know, and he'll be the next year to back up. Um, Copley signing Jordan Pereira next year happened before I can. I think that's a useless signing. Two years of just like whatever guy on like 150k for no reason. So yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, we've certainly had a problem of like filling out the entire roster. 
the last couple of years. We've certainly tried to build like a like not even build a thirteen or seventeen. But we've like the you know we've resigned all the forwards and then seem to have like to me neglected the last like ten spots of the roster of like yeah, good talented like players. Run out of money and then it's like when it got late like November and you're like we need to sign some players to fill out thirty people. Yeah, so we re- so- we signed like Richie Kenner. Yeah, and then you bring a couple up from Q Cup that are really young and yeah. on cheap deals. I mean, um, the fact that we've debuted so many guys who aren't who aren't on Broncos sal- uh, contracts right now, like guys like you know Albert Kelly isn't Broncos contracted. He's playing on you know training. So he's playing on match payments. Is a sign of how bad the roster was, or is okay. Last one here from Buchanan Blake. Uh, can we play Cronulla Sharks every week, please? You've yeah, done it. Well, I mean, now last bad couple of years, we've done a right against the Sharks. Hey, like we got that win, the uh, baby Broncos over them with Xavier Coates' debut. Like, yeah, I mean, and we've got them later in the year, so maybe we'll do all right there again. But something about like we seem to like aiming up against their piss week overrated pack. I mean, it's the one of their best. Yeah, plays like Aaron Woods in there. It's not hard. Mm. Well, like Toby Rudolph is a good ball runner too, right? But they kept whacking him. Put him in on his back as well. They just own their forward pack. Who was it? I forget who it was. Somebody towards the end of the game ran at Kobe Hetherington and someone else. And he's like, was I think it was, might have been Aaron Woods, just picked up and absolutely just dumped Woods, on their yeah. back. Yeah. He and got dumped like, two or three times. Yeah. I remember then it was because there was like a, a bit of talk about, oh, Broncos signing Woods. And it's like he ran and just got absolutely just dropped. And it's yeah. like, don't come here, mate. Don't come here, mate. You're, you're not coming here, mate. There's no spots here. But yeah, like, like they just in they folded. Like I know their numbers are okay, but they folded Woods, Tolman, and Rudolph like five or six times each. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so that's it. We're done. I'm done. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we don't play this weekend. So that's what's really good about that win, too, mate. Two weeks off, essentially, of wins. Play the Tigers yeah. next week. And we also get to like see the ladder properly when we get two points for the buy and people can stop stressing about how close the Bulldogs are to us. Yeah. Well, before the, um, the Landis rules, the buy points are near the top of my agendas of rules. I hated it's now slipping down like the 10th, but I hate points for buys. It's, it's so dumb. You get two points for winning a game of football and you don't win a game of football when you have a week off. But no other sport does it, mate. I can't find another sport in the world. If someone can tell me one, I'd appreciate it. Because nah, there's there isn't obvi- one. Like buyers exist in lots of sports. They don't even like they're not even on the fucking ladder, right? And so in Super Rugby, for example, they just have a week off. Yeah, and Buy, it's like, but- and then some game, some teams have like it's got played. Yeah, ten, and then yeah. this team's played nine, and that's obviously they had a week off in there. And there's no buys written and there's no points for them. You know, you don't need those things on the ladder. I don't know why points for buys exist and I'd love to strip them out. I'd love to delete them from history as well. Like just get over it, delete them all and we'll yeah. go, we'll move forward. All right. Okay. See you everyone. All right. Catch up.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.